Remember, for it to be a forward pass, it's got to go forward. Kaepernick, end zone, Crabtree, broken up, picked off! This game is over! Well, I'm the best corner in the game! When you try me with a sorry receiver like Crabtree, that's the result you're going to get! Don't you ever talk about me! L-O-B! He wants to get in a fight, you can't do that! Quarterback, you can't fight! All right, welcome to our second last uh, podcast of the season. The actual season will be over by the time our third last podcast review happens. So anyway, <laughs> without further ado, let's talk about the Seahawks and the Pats. Uh, with us as ever, Sam Munson uh, from Pro Football Focus at PFF underscore Sam and uh, Kian Faye Football Outsiders at Kian AF amongst others and uh, Donnie Mahoney off the ball at Donnie Mahoney. Mahoney. Uh, the Seahawks, is this the weirdest, greatest come-from-behind victory in ages or the greatest choke job in the playoffs? We've had plenty of time to think about this, Sam. Have you come down one side or the other? Well, it's both, isn't it? Um, it, it reminded me a lot of the, the 2009 uh, NFC Championship game, the Vikings and the Saints, the, the famous kind of bounty ball, in that it was the same kind of thing, the sheer number of things that had to happen one after the other in order for the result to go the way it did. And any one of those things doesn't happen, the Packers win the game. But all of them together somehow resulted in the, the ridiculous comeback we got. Yeah, who gets credit for what Seattle were able to do in those final couple of minutes? Green Bay. You blaming them? <laughs> it's their fault. They yeah. blew it. They threw the game away. They had a 96% win percentage thing. They couldn't. They had it in their hands and they just lit it on fire. It's really a bit of both if you look at it. I mean, there's some things that the Packers definitely screwed up. You know, obviously the, the onside kick that was a, a mental mistake from Bostic there was a couple of kind of horrible bits of play calling or coaching like rushing literally nobody on third and 19 that, that allowed the Seahawks to move the ball and convert but then there were a couple of beautiful plays that the Seahawks hit that just beat the defense you know the Packers weren't doing anything crazy on on a, a beautiful uh, pass down the sideline to Marshawn Lynch it was just a really well designed well executed play um so I think, you know, you've got to give the Seahawks credit for suddenly deciding that they were capable of playing and, and hitting some really nice passes and really nice plays when it mattered. But the Packers definitely had a, a huge part in choking that away. Yeah, Keane, a zero quarterback rating at halftime for Russell Wilson. And you're staring down a situation where this could be a career-ruining game of football for him when suddenly it's like, well, actually, here he has giant balls uh, in those last couple of minutes to be able to come back I was actually thinking is there a case here for pulling them at some point and in, in most other sports in the world if somebody was performing as badly one of your key players was, he gets hauled off but obviously Pete Carroll it, was never going to do that but you could kind of it was getting to that point where you're thinking oh well maybe they're going to be psychological damage done on Russell Wilson for life from this I think that's the the culture of Seattle is that they just always believe in their players. They always focus on their own players, and they always they always feel like they these moments are moments like any other. They're not bigger moments, and I do think that is something that you credit back to Pete Carroll and the coaching staff, who kind of changed the culture of the franchise from when they were a four win, five win team when he took over to what they are now. And you can kind of see it in how he embraces players like Richard Sherman, who are outwardly vocal and players like Marshawn Lynch who like to have certain celebrations that aren't allowed and are a bit 
a bit ambitious. Uh, but but I, I think it, it's largely a result of his fate in Wilson and how good Wilson has been over his career. Like not many quarterbacks could have played as bad as he did and get get not get pulled beat. But he has built up uh, a certain resume to this point that that suggests he was always going to bounce back. Whether he got the opportunities to bounce back was well, that was down to the Packers and the Packers gave him those opportunities. And a lot of it was Lynch helped him massively late in the game. But I don't think like their other option was Travis Jackson. So they were never really going to to pull him. They couldn't pull him because they they wouldn't win the game with Jackson. I did respect the um, fake field goal. Oh, yeah. I thought that was awesome. Did you see the story that came out afterwards? Um, The punter celebrating? No, they... The, the Seahawks had had a read on one of the one of the linebackers on uh, Green Bay who was over committing on field goal blocks going in wait going in I think to the inside way too much and cheating almost and they basically Ryan and the, and Hauschka went into that they took the they took the snap and they they said if and only if this guy I can't remember his name on Green Bay if he's if he's lined up if he's on the field and he's lined up on the outside. That's those are the conditions that we're going to do the fake, fake the field goal. If he's not there, we're going to take a delay a game, try to get him offside. So, um, like, it's one of those kind of nice NFL things where there's so much sort of micromanagement going on, and so many you know little little things being spotted, and so many things that maybe never even happen. But like in that moment, you know, they see the guy in the line, they go, "Okay, we're going for this." And then I think it was if AJ Hawk, you know, he was sort of he got sort of stuck in no man's land on that. On the on the fake, would he, should he go and take out Ryan or should he block um what's his name the Gilliam again? And so he anyway, so they threw it. He it was it was brilliantly done. I thought it was it was great. But there's so many, I, I so many times that Green Bay should should have won the game. It's it's it just saddens me to think about it. Sam, somebody made the point that if you're playing John Madden and you're 16 nil up, and the opposition has a field goal. You uh, you don't put on your field goal defensive team. You just uh, stay in the nickel and go. Well, all right, take those three points. But you're definitely not faking it out here. Was there just a a horrible level of coaching going on from Green Bay, or is all this wisdom after the event? Uh, I think that probably is. It, it may make more sense, but I don't think any team in the NFL would do it. Um, there, there's definitely points you can you can there's definitely times in the game you can point to and say that's some seriously questionable coaching. And the whole thing actually was like a, a kind of advert for how playing to not lose the game is just a bad idea all the way through. You know, right from the start when Green Bay settled for a field goal instead of going for on fourth and one um, from the shadow of the goal line, I think I would always go for it in those circumstances on the basis that if you don't get it, you're setting them up literally with a couple of feet um, to to go on the goal line. You've got a pretty good shot at getting a safety. And even if you don't get it, you're probably going to get really good field position the next possession. And then, you know, once they've settled for three, they, they kick off, they get a turnover immediately on that kick return. And at that stage, I think you have to go for it on the fourth down if you don't convert it because you're basically playing with house money. You've got a free drive almost. Um, but again, they settle for three. And, you know, the whole game was just them playing too conservative in terms of coaching. Is it possible that he can change as a coach because of an experience like this? Or is that Green Bay stuck with a conservative coach who has maybe done all that he's going to be able to do with one of the best quarterbacks that's ever played the game? 
I think it, it's it's more than one conservative coach. I think McCarthy was too conservative at times in terms of he didn't go for it in fourth down. Dom Capers, like I said, there was a, an occasion when they had third and 19, and he literally rushed nobody. The, the three guys that were ostensibly pass rushing, two of them were containing um, Russell Wilson, and one of them was spying on him. So they, they literally sent a play where they, they had nobody trying to get to pressure on, on Russell Wilson. Um, and you just you can't do that in the NFL. You know, if you give a quarterback a, a, an indeterminate length of time where he can just sit back and wait for somebody to uncover, even if it's third and 19, eventually that's going to happen. Um, you've got to at least try and, and play your regular defense. But I think both those guys, you know, it, it's, it's, it's definitely something that they have to look at because all the way through that game, they were basically punished every time they did play too conservatively. Is there a, a point where Aaron Rodgers gets a bit of responsibility for this as well, where he can just audible at the, the line of scrimmage and do something different? I hope so. I mean, it, Richard Sherman with one arm. Yeah. Now, Richard Sherman with one arm is probably better than most cornerbacks in the NFL, but Richard Sherman with one arm. Pretty for, obvious as well. Like, it like, wasn't like he was hiding it. So everybody it was a big the, thing. Yeah. The whole world knew it. Like, on that, I don't know, like, I think they only threw it to Nelson once. Maybe they threw it in, 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 at Sherman once after the injury. I don't understand. Like Rogers has lost to Seattle three times now. Um, like he has to shoulder some of that blame. He, you're the best quarterback in the league. You know, you're. It's on. It's got to be on him as well. I mean, McCarthy, like obviously, is those those kicking those field goals is so dumb. But um, I, like I, I don't think he can shirk the blame either. Rogers, Keen. I think Rodgers is lucky because he didn't play well at all. And that the first interception to uh, Richard Sherman at the very start of the game, I thought was huge because they had driven down the field and they were going to make a statement on that drive and, and open up with seven points. But obviously, he just heaved the ball in Sherman's direction. And it, it kind of reminded me of what Colin Kaepernick did last year at the end of the NFC Championship game. But Kaepernick's was kind of more understandable because it was late in the game and he was a little bit desperate. That first throw from Rogers just kind of told you he wasn't really his head wasn't really where it needs to, needed to be for this game because you, if you're going to throw a Sherman, you don't throw down the sideline. You attack him with working in field. You attack him on specific routes that will get the receiver open in specific areas, not just heaving the ball up. And I thought that his some some of his late game stuff he was limited because he was handing the ball off. And if you audible in those situations, you're you're putting yourself out there because. If you hand if you hand it off, you're you're pushing the clock down. You're on the clock down. But if you audible out and you get an incompletion, you you're giving the the off the opposition a chance to get back in the game when you don't really need to. So I, I think his level of performance is more of an issue. But I wouldn't really get on him for for not audible out of plays or not trying to force his coach to be more aggressive. Yeah, I don't like. I don't know. I would say the my takeaways from this game are like, Marshawn Lynch is the best player in the NFL. I would say <laughs> we're top three. Like. I, for like it, it was Lynch that saved them. For the like Wilson made some big throws, but it was it was Lynch. Whenever there was, I, think, I don't know if it was whatever the score was, and they just cut to the sidelines. He was getting completely destroyed, and he's dancing. He's just yeah. like he's like this guy. If we're getting to it's March on time. It's all gonna be okay. Don't worry about it. And the, there was a sense of calm suddenly over the stadium that previously had been full of Seahawk front running fans who were leaving. Yeah, I mean you don't you really for a team trying to make up a huge amount of points in five minutes like to see them. Running the ball to Lynch so often is really strange, but it, it, it totally it, worked. It was totally worked. They had no answer yeah. to it. Um, you just wonder, like all the postmortem is about how Green Bay bottled it, but like, what does it tell us about Seattle that, 
like they about Wilson, um, about those receivers, like about that offense, um, and maybe also about the defense. How, like, is that do do they get so do they get too much credit? Um, are they are they overrated? Are they burdened by this this kind of the task of repeating? Like, it, they they just something seemed really wrong for most of that game, and it, I mean they pulled it out with a lot of help from Green Bay, but um, it, I, I'm, I'm curious what which Seattle turns up uh, in the Super Bowl. Yeah, Sam, what do you think? Is, it, is there a possibility that actually what Seattle have done here is completely fluke a win in a situation where any team with half a brain would have been able to see them off and that we're overrating the achievement because of the excitement? Uh, I don't really think so. I think this game was an awful lot about the Seahawks just not turning up at all for almost, well, three quarters of that game. And I doubt they do that twice in a row. It, they're too good a team to, to just completely bail on the game again. I think we saw the Packers have an incredible opportunity to, to take the game away from the Seahawks because the Seahawks were turning the ball over. They were really doing nothing. Um, and they just they gave the Packers several chances to really put them in a, in a deep hole. Um, and Green Bay never got far enough away, far enough out in front to put the game away. Um, but I, I just, I don't see that happening two weeks running. I think they're too careful with the football. Ordinarily, they're too good all over the field. It's, it's just not going to happen what, again. What, I think, what was causing that though? Why, why was Russell Wilson a, a zero rated QB in the first half? Does, does any of that credit go in terms of the Dom Capers? the schedule that he schemed up for that first half or the scheme that he uh, scheduled up for that first half? I don't think so. I mean, they were just, he threw some ugly looking passes and, you know, one of those turnovers came on special teams with just a guy getting whacked um, and lost the ball. You know, turnovers are this kind of fleeting, transient thing sometimes that oftentimes you can't really predict them. Sometimes they're just going to come. And for whatever reason, Wilson really didn't look comfortable in those first, the first half, the first three quarters. Um, and then he finally kind of got his head sorted and, and stopped making the, the poor decisions, started making the good decisions that we're used to seeing. I thought he'd been concussed in that um, tackle, and, and that would have explained some. It was con- he had already had two interceptions before that, but yeah, it was a convenient excuse. I mean, that, but that pass he threw that um, was it the Clinton Dix interception. Um, I mean, th- at that point, it seemed like they were just going all in. Like, look, we just kind of you know we're losing this game here. We just got to we're throwing hail marys up. Um, I, I, the more I think about it. I just can't believe Green Bay lost. How did they do it? I mean, even if they, even if on that that hail mary on the on the two point conversion, how what is like, like, what, what is he doing? Tack, like just look him. at this ball landing safely <laughs> in the hands of this guy. I'm supposed to be marking in the end zone. It just shows you, like I think Green Bay had just you know everybody gives out about Burnett and taking the knee after the interception, but like everybody that was stupid. That was dumb. But I th- the game was over. Really, like, like you know, obviously, a big clock that ticks down, and it doesn't. Game's not over till it's zero. But it was like I think their feeling was, and maybe everyone who was watching was thinking was like, well, Wilson, even if they get the ball back, is he's just so. going to screw up again because yeah. he's because he like like the, he's concussed. Cause something's wrong here because he's he's throwing interception after interception. I just it's it's just I don't know I, I don't. Once the smoke clears a bit, I think McCarthy. I don't see how he can ever coach again. You know, you talk like Riverboat Ron changed his stripes, but I don't. Yeah, this game is going to scar him. I, I, I mean, maybe that whole team. You know, um, the point about turnovers being fairly inconsistent. There is this crazy stat heading into that game that Russell Wilson had fumbled twelve times this season, and every single one of them had been recovered by Seattle. So maybe some of that luck, or maybe those 
that ball's going to bounce a slightly different direction against the Patriots. Keon, I, I feel like Bill Belichick and Tom Brady would have won that game from 16-0 up. Yeah, I think most teams would have won that game 16-0 up. It was just one of those bizarre moments with the onside kick in particular. Uh, I, I think the turnover aspect with Wilson was... I, I, to, for the most part, I think Dom Capers approached the game properly. He didn't blitz. He, he had his pass rush con- uh, containing Wilson rather than being aggressive. And he was dropping safeties into the middle of the field so he could catch, uh, catch Wilson out and force him to adjust while staying in the pocket. And that kind of that seemed to get to him. But on the whole, it was just an aberration because Wilson wasn't even making mistakes that he had consistently made in the past where he was too hesitant and he was just panicking a little bit too much. He was just simply throwing the ball up at times and just forcing the forcing the issue when he didn't need to. That Clinton Dix interception that Danny highlighted was one of the worst throws I've ever seen him make, and maybe the worst throw I've ever seen him make, even dating back to his rookie season. I, I, I the Patriots can't expect that to expect that to happen again, but they can take some elements of what the Packers did and apply them to to their defense in the Super Bowl. You talk about um, the ball bouncing differently against the Patriots and Bill Belichick. That was your first deflate gate joke of the day? No, no, it wasn't. No, no, I wasn't even haven't got there yet. Okay. Well, maybe the ball will bounce differently because there'll be there'll be less air in the balls and they won't bounce yeah, it back into I suspect that all these balls will be weighed after every play next week. That there'll be a like there'll a, be an official little guy with the mobile NBC will have like a scale on the back of a jeep. Yeah, yeah, maybe like where they where the, when the referee puts the ball down, maybe the the pitch will be a massive scale, and you'll get like a weight of the ball every time it's placed down to be snapped or something like that. And I think that kind of transparency that would be the only way to stop the Patriots cheating is what you're saying, Donnie. Well, is I think what America needs is a sort of they need to know that no infractions are being committed here. So all all scale all the time, get that PSI up as high as you can into legal. You know, I think that's what we all need to know that, that this is all about board. Sam, the thing is that um, I don't think anybody believes that the deflated balls had any influence on the outcome of the game against the Colts. It's just that uh, it's the stench of cheating around the Patriots again. Yeah, and it's it's one of these things that the NFL has a problem with a kind of arbitrary and sliding scale of, of cheating. And and I don't think they have any idea yet how much to care about this, which I think is one of their big problems. If this was done, you know, in plenty of other sports, there's just a zero tolerance policy. If anything is found remotely screwy, that immediately, you know, there's there's major repercussions. Yeah, you get kicked out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But there was it was clear pretty much from the outset that that was never even on the table here, even though it's it's within his remit to to overturn that result. It's, in his, it's within his purview, Roger Goodell, that is, the commissioner, to overturn that result and to kick the Patriots out of the playoffs. But it was just, it was immediately never on the table. And I think the issue is that they, the NFL has no clue how much of an issue this is. Um, and it, that's, I think, part of the problem is that you get this very hazy line of kind of what's acceptable to get a, a competitive edge and what's over the line and what's cheating. And it's a, it's a line that the Patriots have been guilty of crossing in the past. And I, the issue is here, you know, part of it is is they've probably been pushing that just too far. Kian, there's in terms of any potential outcomes or anything else, the most important thing in the build-up to this is that it's going to be a major distraction, I suspect, that it's going to dominate the next 10 days of coverage. Everybody has to keep talking about it. They'll get angry, and either they turn that into it's us against the world, or it exhausts them mentally. But I can't really see any other. There's nothing else that's going to have an impact on the Super Bowl, for example. I suspect. 
I don't even think it'll be that much of a distraction because this look, this is Super Bowl Super Bowl week. Super Bowl week is going to have some sort of distraction. If it wasn't this, it would be something else, and it might be twenty other things. It's the biggest media circus in the world, probably. So the player, these two teams have both been here before. They both have coaches who have won Super Bowls. They, they, I don't think either of them will be distracted by anything. Maybe they will a little bit, but not to the point that it will have a major impact on it, on the game. It means no one's talking about Aaron Hernandez, at least. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, because Bill Belichick was uh, involved in that conspiracy as well, was he? I don't know. Um, well, the NFL can't let this drift out without some ruling. You know, they, they they can't go to media. They can't send the players out to media day whenever that is Tuesday or Wednesday next week without some sort of sanction. At some stage, they have to just rule and, you know. I actually, I actually think that's what they will do. I think they'll let this go the whole way through until after the game and then suspend Belichick for the start of next year for a game or two because they, suspending him for the Super Bowl is too much, but suspending him for a regular season game is probably the perfect balance of punishment. There's t- there's talk of, um, or, what's his name, Robert Kraft had dinner or had over to his house on the night before the Colts game, a certain Mr. Roger Goodell. They're mates. So, but there is talk in amongst the Boston sort of Twitterati that um, Kraft is so concerned with his image that having uh, been slighted or having been sort of screwed a bit by Belichick during the Spygate thing, to be crossed twice might be a sort of a step too far for him. So there'll be a retirement at the end of the season. That this might be, you know, this might be too much. What? They just cut that amazing deal with Tom Brady where he took a $10 million pay cut. So yeah, but I mean... Maybe that's before he wins his ring. I don't know. I mean, that gives them leverage to cut him anytime they want or him for him to go at whatever point. So, I mean, this could, I guess in theory it could be the last game of the Brady Belichick they'll, era. But. They'll probably try and... They'll probably end up having to just come down on the franchise because I think it's... It's going to get too messy to work out exactly who was consciously aware of anything. Um, I mean, Belichick has come out today in his press conference, denied all knowledge of anything. Um, he said, you know, you'll have to ask Brady about his football preferences. I don't know anything about footballs ever. Um, so he's completely deflected attention away from him. Straight if into Brady, Tom Brady, though, right? Yeah, but if Brady then comes out and says, I don't know anything either, you know, what does the NFL do? It's left, there's nobody they can pin it on except the franchise. I think they'll end up sticking them with another fairly hefty fine and possibly docking them with draft picks again. But I can't see them ever cracking down on any one person unless somebody comes out and admits, I did it. Tom Brady is one of the greatest, he's one of the best people in the world who's ever done this thing that he does to a high level that nobody else really has ever managed, maybe Joe Montana. There's that, that debate, right? So okay. you have to assume that his, his hands are as gifted and as uh, yeah. sensible as a surgeon's. You're telling me you didn't know this baseball is a little bit like whatever heavy weight it's supposed to be, it's like significant, a couple of pounds lighter? Yeah, 16% or something like that yeah. is, is what Tom Curran of I'd like to lose 16% of my body mass. I'd be pretty happy with that. Everybody would notice that. <laughs> I, they probably would. Um, yeah. But I don't know. I mean, are you going to get... Is, is some is some ball boy going to talk? I mean, I presume Brady's not doing the deflating himself. Somebody has to have a little... One of those little... The thing. pin. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, where is this going to go? I don't know. But what it does mean is that we, we stopped talking about how amazing the New England Patriots were in this game. Uh, it wasn't even really a contest for any significant yeah, time. It was a sort of dour game until halftime. And then um, I, I think what was weird about it is just how in you know in the NFL where things are weirdly unpredictable all the time, 
that this game just was like right to script that you knew with the Colts were just going to have to stop the run and they couldn't and that look Eric Blunt had three he nearly had four touchdowns yeah. I mean it was it was just a carbon copy of all the other Patriots shellackings of the Colts um, and like that alone I think is pretty weird I do I do think the more interesting thing here isn't that they did it for the AFC Championship game but I wonder if they've been doing it for longer than that because it was either Trent Dilfer or Tim Hasselbeck or Brad Johnson one of them, I, they're all the same to me at ESPN I can't tell which is different one of, them, <laughs> one of them pointed out that once you get older as a quarterback once you pass 34, 35 that your grip and your ability to just close your hand around the ball gets gets tougher and tougher and with Brady after that, or during the first four weeks or so, his passes were kind of not looking, they were looking old. Let's yeah. Say. They weren't looking like they, he was comfortable throwing the ball. And since after that Kansas City game, he suddenly looked like he had Oh, uh, yeah. They suddenly so, realised if we deflate the balls a little bit, everyone's going to be able to catch them. <laughs> it does. It's, it obviously sounds a little bit crazy, but it's something worth considering simply because that change was so drastic and it, there wasn't really any other explanation for that change, you know? So basically, it was my fault. Yes. <laughs> It, it all comes back to you and this this one piece you wrote about uh, Tom Brady is going to win the Super Bowl for them they are going to win it right they're, I mean they're the best team left now I think I think the Seahawks will win comfortably yeah. alright comfortably yeah I think, it, it, I think it's similar to last year's game where 33-10 style yeah, well, maybe something like that, but but I think um, I think it's similar to just the AFC competition. The AFC playoffs are just so much weaker than the NFC, and the team that's gone through the AFC just has too many more flaws and too many more weaknesses that the NFC team will be able to to highlight and uh, take advantage of. I thought Patriots would beat Green Bay, and I was very disappointed that Green Bay didn't do the job when they had them done. I don't know. I just I feel like if Seattle won that game, uh, like how are they going to lose? What does it take to beat them? I think. Something um, supernatural about something them. weird, something yeah, more than human. Yeah, but I don't know. I do think this. I think this camera th- or the sorry, the deflated ball thing. <laughs> Freudian slip there, <laughs> Donnie. <laughs> that was the other scandal, or one of the other scandals. <laughs> um, I think it's. I think it's great for the pages. I think it's gonna. It's gonna bring the team together. It's gonna fire them up. It's gonna give them a cause, and um, I think it's gonna get an, an extra five percent out of them. I just don't know if that's gonna be enough. I think they're, you know, sort of a worse version of. The Packers, in a lot of ways, worse quarterback, worse like it's sort of like, blunt is like you know an older, chubbier, lacy. I don't know, maybe Gronk. You know, Indianapolis took Gronk out of the game and thought their offense looked pretty limited without him. But obviously, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, we weren't supposed to start previewing that game yet because we've got a whole another podcast to do that. Uh, we'll go away and read some more and talk about it next week. Key and Sam, thanks for that, folks. All right, so uh, Keenan Sam are gone, but uh, Mick McCarthy at McCarthy Mick is here with us. I'm surrounded by the Patriots fans. Um, I just would like to give a little insight into. Sometimes we have produ- every day we have production meetings, but sometimes we I float the idea of doing some NFL on the regular off the ball show. And today I wanted to talk about one of the biggest scandals in the history of American sport, and I got shouted down by the two Patriots producers. They were like, nah, this isn't a story. There's nothing to it. Didn't There's nothing it. in this. Didn't say it wasn't a story. He said it was blown up out of he all said it proportion. Was tabloid nonsense. <laughs> it is tabloid nonsense. Make the case that this is one of the greatest scandals in NFL history, please. The greatest coach in the NFL is a cheat. Again. Having been a cheat repeatedly in his past. You clearly didn't listen to his press conference today. He said he knew nothing about the balls. He said he has never even 
touched a football during a game. He says it has nothing to do with footballs. He is, is like they, it's something that has nothing to do with him. He says he's learned a lot about the process yeah. of how footballs are managed, but it is a process that has nothing to do with him. And I, for one, am inclined to believe him because you're a Patriots fan. No, <laughs> yes. Now, no, funny enough, we were no. talking about this uh, no, dispassionately said, outside, and Donnie might thinks it might have been Tom Brady. Yeah, well, and that Belichick said, himself said that you would have to talk to Tom about this because it's this is where the quarterback people. Um, would have the most expertise. They're the ones who are involved. I, for all the things that a head coach has to look after and deal with as in their remit, I believe, Look, I, for one, having read the extensive transcript of that press conference today, is I believe him when he says he had nothing to do with it. It's, a, it's the, anyone, the people who deal with the, with the balls are the quarterbacks and the kickers. Quarterbacks uniformly deal with um, so you're balls Tom and specify them to their... That's the like the next level is how much they do, but as a rule, as a rule is the wrong word, but in general, quarterbacks deal with the footballs and specify them to their wants and do that. Like um, uh, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers talked about that this week himself. That it, like you know every quarterback, Brad Johnson, I think there's a mm-hmm. quote from him in the the Tampa won the Super Bowl back in '02. He paid somebody a thousand dollars, seven thousand five hundred euros before the Super, 2002 Super Bowl. Doctors and balls. The doctors and balls. Like, uh, so you're sorry. saying cheating is no. uh, is okay, and therefore the Patriots should get no. a free pass. I'm not saying that, that we're not at that level yet. I'm saying we're talking. You're ta- you're talking about Bre- Belichick being a cheat, and obviously there's one instance in the in the past that you know he was punished for. But in this case, I think he's got genuine deniability, and I also do like. <laughs> There's a, there's a process, an ongoing process as to what happened here. You know that the, all we know so far is that eleven of the twelve balls were deflated by two pounds. Yeah, we actually don't know any more than that. No, and to to whatever about to say, oh, the Patriots are caught in another scandal. That's all fine. They are, but to jump on it and say that it's Belichick and he is at cheese. Well, who's responsible? Ultimately, you know, the buck stops with someone, right? There's an awful lot of things going no. on. So if so, sorry if um, let's say. When the likes of Brandon Browner on the Seahawks were bu- busted for Adderall, would, that was Pete Carroll's fault. He should have been sanctioned. He's a cheat as well. I think that's ultimately the head coach should be held accountable for the behavior of his players. And the Seahawks have no leg to stand on when it comes to the doping history of their players. That's a disgrace. So it's a good comparison, actually. Glad you brought it up. Seahawks are a disgrace for the amount of doping that they've been involved in. It is despicable. Yeah. And the Patriots are now equally despicable with their cheating with the balls. Well, I think it's equal. NFL teams are any any form of cheating is despicable. yeah. And, and so you know, you're you're right. It's not know, equal. Do, one is. Do I don't know. Do just, you know what? Do they, you know, they both speak to a, a creeping amorality when it comes to we're going to play this game, but we're not. We're going to actually cheat to try and win it's across the board. The and it, look, it is stupid. And no, sorry, it is wrong. Right? If 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 it's found to be the case, like it is, it is wrong. But it's all like. One, I don't know how prevalent this kind of thing is. And I was, me and Donnie were talking about this earlier. I, uh, this is a genuine wondering, and I'm trying to be dispassionate and not be biased in this. It's obviously, I obviously am, right? But gen- like trying to think about it dispassionately, right? I do wonder, so they decide, right, these need to be softer. You know, there's two kinds of stupidity. One is doing it and not being fully aware of what the rules are, or not knowing the specifications and things like that. And then the other one is deflating it to such a massive amount knowing that you're breaking the rules and it's obvious that you're going to be caught. I think the first type of stupidity 
is less offensive. You know, it's this kind of oh, we always mess with the balls. We always do it whatever way. Yeah, we, the we, only we, thing we, about you know, and 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 I kind of I, I just wonder never, if that's it's never a defense. And ignorance I'm, is never a defense in the eyes of the law. No, no, no. And I th- I think both both ways it's it's the same thing if they are tampering with it. But I just wonder how much this kind of thing goes on where quarterbacks always get the balls to to match what they want. How the feel of them, what that particular quarterback is suited to, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And I just wonder, does it go on so much that some lackey? And, and this is—I don't mean to be putting, you know, putting a faceless um, ball boy, bl- ball boy to blame here. I'm sure it's not yeah. a ball boy. I'm sure it's higher up than that. But uh, no, I, I do just wonder—is it a case of like, well, look, you know, Brady wants them softer. He gets them again. He goes softer, softer, and it goes back. And there's no real thinking about whether. Uh, this is, you know, within specifications. I just think that is that is. I think it's going to tarnish for both of you the legacy of Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. You'll always be like, oh my, my guys, they just weren't, they couldn't do it straight up. What? They, they just I just want to like, up. I, I honestly want to hear a bit more about this, just to see if it is a, if this is more of a regular thing than we think. Look, and fair enough. Look, if they broke the rules, they broke the rules. They'll get sanctioned for it. I don't think anybody's suggesting they get kicked out of the Super Bowl. Well, I don't I mean, think if they cheat, you should be getting kicked out. It's unbelievable. I also They're changing the balls. The balls are playing with. That's insane. Nobody's ever done out. that in the history of sport, have they? And everybody who gets caught should get kicked out. Yeah, it's the same as poor curlers didn't get kicked out. When well, they, they should have. Yeah, but nobody. I don't ever remember anybody ever saying they should be. Well, you think it's okay. But so, uh, I don't think it's okay. No, I, I think there's, I think there's, I think that there's degrees of punishment that should be done. I think them be, them winning a game by, you know, thirty eight points. Ah, uh, in in soccer, it's an automatic three 0 defeat. It goes down in your record when you do stuff like this. I don't know about stuff like this. I think you have to do a bit more. You have to be like gambling on a game or something. It's like uh, Dave Zirin. Not that far. Like Dave Zirin said on the show last on uh, on Wednesday night. Y- you don't. Come to the NFL for moral instruction or or ethic. You don't. You, you can't project ethics onto it. It's there are no there are no rules. Any you know there's a, a weak central organization trying to put order on total chaos. You just everybody's looking for an edge. There's no. You have to. You're all. Everyone's compromised one way or another. You you know it's it's a form of entertainment watching people basically trying to murder the other guy. So trying to getting all. Uppity about oh, oh no no, no. This, you can't say you can't get you can't say there's no this place is amoral and so therefore no one should actually care about whether or not one team is cheating against the other like I care I, I care can, because it matters well I I personally I have, wonder how much it matters that's all but look look you have a fair point I do think that if the Seahawks did this to the Patriots and the Seahawks win the Super Bowl by 10 points you maybe if it was against the Patriots maybe if it was against the Patriots right I'd be looking for a reason and I'd be looking for a reason not to blame Brady etc I wonder how much I would care about this if my team wasn't involved and if it was just two teams two other teams I really don't think it's that big a deal but you have a you have a point about the cheating I completely get it right there's a stench there of is, cheats now there, around there is, Belichick. There is, an, there is another side to this, though, of the, the, the sheer delight that people have in that, right, Patriots in the Super Bowl, tainted, yes, brilliant, they're cheating again. Let's talk about this for three weeks as opposed to the amazing comeback that they've had since week four when everybody wrote them off and, and they've had this incredible turnaround season. They've built another team. That defense at the moment, right, it, it's so young. Like that is that this could be like you know uh, Brady's too old unfortunately but if they have another Brady this could be the start of a new dynasty like yeah, this team is the... very good and like it's just it there's almost been this glee that we don't have to talk about that or don't have to accept it because that game was a blowout that game was 
like after the excitement, even as a Patriots fan, if, after the excitement of the NFC game, it was almost hard to watch that. There was nothing else to talk about in that game. Nobody wants to talk about Andrew Luck not having a good, good game because he's the saviour of the NFL. And I understand that. Like, give give him, you know, a break. He's gone to the further. So there's the a gross conspiracy by everybody involved no, 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 in, no, 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 in the no. world conspiracy. following sports to do down the Patriots. I'm not saying it's a conspiracy. Who I'm it turns out we're that. deflating the balls to cheat. Well, you says you. It's but deflecting away from balls were deflated. That's true, all we know. There's deflecting from the truly great story of how this Patriots defense, after being total train wreck for a few years, has been rebuilt by Belichick. Yeah, and. Shut down the NFL's poster boy, taking all of his, you know, with the Indianapolis Colts own balls. Yeah, they scored seven points. They, got, they scored seven points. Yeah, um, like, Boom Heron dropping the ball and, and kind of reminding us all about why he's not that good and he's a stand-in backup was one of the reasons too. Drops um, the ball in every game. They played badly. The the Colts played really badly. Some of it was down to the Patriots. Some of it wasn't. Yeah, but an awful lot of it was. I did like you know I you know you slagged me for this last week and I was joking last week, but I did talk about on the podcast last week how confident I was in this game. They are an awful matchup for the Patriots. Like they just the Patriots just like it's so perfect for everything they're good at is what the Colts are bad at. It's just it 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 was it, that game has been played now four times and it's been the exact same every time. It's incredible how much it's the same. I was desperately trying to back uh, Lagarde Blunt to be the first, first touchdown, touchdown scorer, but yeah. I was just too late. This story is going to run and run, and I, is this going to make the Patriots' victory even sweeter? And it's going to unite the Patriot nation <laughs> more and more. Because but again, if but, it, there's one thing Belichick doesn't care about, it's being hated. Mick doesn't know, but uh, the two lads are like, pff, Seahawks easily, is what Keen said. Mm, well, look, I don't care. I th- I don't, look. I I said this to Donny earlier as well. I don't I don't actually mind if you get beaten. No, I do mind getting beaten, but I don't mind them being written off and being underdogs. The last two Super Bowls they went into, they were a massive favourites, and we know how that worked out. But also, what it means is when you lose, it is one of the most sinking, horrible feelings in the world. If you win and it's a bonus, and you're like, oh, incredible, Brady's done this, not. But whereas, look, better team won. You know, you do. It, it's a little bit different. You know, so this, it's not going to. I, I definitely wouldn't write them off. Brady will have a five hundred record in Super Bowls when they lose. Um, he's won three, lost two. Yeah, but when do they lose this one? Yeah, Wait, is that that? Oh, bad? sorry, you said when? Yeah. No, I believe the question is if. I said when. Yeah. <laughs> Donny's gone one eighty from last year, last week when he thought the Colts were going to beat. <laughs> well, this is this has kind of got my uh, my horns up now Seattle I, minus one is the line at the moment that's, but it's weird because the line has gone zip, zip. It is yeah. right after it was minus I think minus two and a half when right after the Patriots game and then it swung to New England yeah and that's back to and Seattle. now after this deflate gate what's funny you're all gauzy go on sorry now it's gone back to Seattle it's weird it's I, like I, you gotta say it's great for the game yeah See, like neither team are very popular, which is a very weird oh, hang on, it's a situation for a Super Bowl. Yeah. Everybody hates both teams, but I—it's funny you're saying like this is great. This will bring the Pats Nation together and all. I always want non-fans to like the teams I support. I don't know no. why, but I, oh, I, yeah, I don't—I no. don't no, like it's not, this. It's not so, happening this time. I don't, no, no, I know it's not going to happen. But it's like it's like Donny looks at this as a positive. I, I don't like the. Us but I think two weeks thing. ago it would have been like, oh, this is Brady. We'd like to see him. You know, he, he, it would be great for him to get all those other records. It's great, and you know the Seahawks won last year. And well, that no. Russell Wilson not not the most likable character in the world. People begrudge him for his wife and his handsomeness and his 
that has his more or less perfect life and they, they can never root for him. They hate Belichick, obviously, because of who he is for being a curmudgeon. And this is just more of a reason. Now it's like, now it's just a reminder. Yeah, this is why I hate this team. If and Belichick, that's great. If Belichick hadn't been videotaping the opponents and got caught, I would have found a lot, of, a lot to like about him. And also, Tom Brady looks good in a beanie hat. I, I think, you know, it's, it's good. We have that Boston-Irish bullshit connection. He's from Connecticut, or from California, but I know what you mean. Yeah, well, the, well, the, the team <laughs> are from Boston, right? Oh, I thought you thought I thought you and Tom had a connection. No, no. Oh, you know, well, Jerry's all probably, about San Francisco. He That's might be true. unaware of it. So, uh, here before we need to give credit to Mickey's on a six and zero run. We maybe we guffawed a bit last week when he was um, sort of patting himself on the back and, <laughs> and, and wearing the throne around the office. But he, nothing else. He proved that it, he proved that it wasn't a it throne was, around the office. He proved it was no fluke. When he um, when he got both championship games right, he he was right. He had a good re- read there on the Packers, and he backed <laughs> his own team. <laughs> what did you back? What were the, what? I had I had the Packers uh, plus seven and a half. Yeah, My, and uh, well, look, I mean, the worst they were ever going to lose that game was by a miracle seven points. I don't think that spread was ever in doubt. No, and. Uh, and I had the, I was very, very confident in the seven points I had with the Patriots. I I kind of knew how that game was going to go. So, yeah, you have six rounds. You're, you're, you're out. You can't win. Yeah. No, it's done now. The, the, everything is sealed. So. so, it's your choice on where we're going to have lunch. Yeah. Well, and Jared's paying for it. Yeah. You got to well, 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 When is the money coming through for winning the fantasy league? That's good. Exactly. <laughs> that, that might pay <laughs> for When's that lunch? actually going to happen? <laughs> you know? I've been looking at my account going, something's missing here. <laughs> Well, yeah, I actually woke up. I kind of woke up at seven a.m. Like, kind of shook out of sleep, and I was like, oh, "I haven't paid those people yet." No, you haven't. I got, uh, there, well, see, one there's one did person. Did I get my hundred euro? No, no one's been paid yet. One person hasn't paid. So, I, what I need to do is I need to recalculate um, because I think he's too young to ask to pay. This one person. Wow. Well, I mean, I, sorry, you teach a lesson sorry to the kids. League. Sorry, I've, I mean, I've asked him to pay, and he and I, I haven't he's getting blanked. He's getting like now. My choice as commissioner is to drop him from the league, or oh, yeah, well, that's, that's guaranteed. No, Unless no, hold on, up. hold on. Someone cheats and doesn't do what they do. Like you don't want to take drastic measures here. You know, <laughs> you, know, you, know just, you just want to say it's not that you know, important. Do you know what actually. you want to do? You want to take away one of his uh, draft, draft picks, picks next oh, year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's draft pick. Show us the money. He's the first round draft pick, so maybe I could. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's got. I think he picked second after me, so maybe I could take that pick. Oh yeah, yeah. After me, more corruption from the Patriots. Donnie's gonna get your man. That uh, the Seahawks are gonna win though, right? I, I'm not ready to say that yet. I think that the, I think it could be a really good game. There, there's a lot of good matchups there. Like mm. the the Patriots could run on them. Like Seahawks weren't very good. They were terrible at the weekend. They you know? were and, and like there was a good part, a good bit of the game against Carolina. They're like they. I've watched them. I'd say I've watched their last five games in full, and I don't feel like they're at the stage where they were this time last year. Like I, they're beatable week by week. The team who flukes their way through always finding, wins. Gets no, gets beaten. So oh. Dallas. Oh, sorry, got, I thought you meant yeah. Year they year, got yeah. caught. They got they. They fluked on Detroit, then they got beaten by Green Bay. It was like Green karma. Bay fluked their way. Green Bay yeah. fluked that. Yeah, they got karma. That's an interesting one. It's like you know, both of them should have won though. That's not going to keep it's, happening. It's, yeah, well, you just there's only so often that you can get a, twelve intercept, twelve fumbles this season by Russell Wilson. Every single one of them recovered yeah. up to that game. That's insane. Do you think the Seahawks are a walk walk in? Uh not really. No, I think yeah. that it's much closer than. That. I'm surprised but, the lads thought it was going to be a big win. I I, I don't know. I, I just think it's. I think it's. I think the truth about Brady might be more early season than late season. 
And I think that they're going to have to do something about that. Oh, you got to figure that because yeah. he wasn't he wasn't amazing, and I I didn't watch that much beyond once I got to fourteen nil. I was like, right, I'm out of here. Um, but he, he was wasn't amazing. Well, yeah, but they they were running all over them. I, like he had some nice shots. No, he wasn't. He kind of did what he had to do, though. I feel like once you've got Julian Edelman getting open on every single play, yeah, it, it, it might it, not like, happen. You know why? Why would you throw it long? You know, you're just going to get first down after first down with him. Like Edelman was brilliant. You got to figure Seattle's first priority on D is to concuss Edelman and then. Just man, Mark Gronkowski, and then I think the Green Bay. Yeah, moral sport we were talking about. Yeah, then I think that I mean that the Patriots rely so much on Edelman, you know. Yeah, Gronk Gronk was you know they, Colts had a really good game plan for for Gronk. I can't see Seattle doing it any better because even if they do it really well, and he still got like you know five catches and a touchdown or whatever it was, you know he got a touchdown while the game was still in the melting pot. Like Gronk can be unplayable. He's going to make plays if he's healthy. Yeah. Uh, he looks less healthy now than there was that middle week, middle portion of the season when he looked amazing. I don't know if it's a health thing. I think he was just really well covered and there was there was space. Fonte oh, oh, Davis is pretty good. Uh, yeah, all right. they put a corner on him. So, like, is there any chance that Sherman is going to go nah, on? No. So. Is, by the way, is Sherman and Earl Thomas both fit? Like, there's know. loads of questions. It's going to be a brilliant week. They have ways of making you be okay in time for a game in yeah. the NFL. Aaron Rodgers looked grand for 59 minutes. Come here. We, I know you talked extensively about the NFC Championship game, but one thing I I uh, read during the week that I had to kind of chuckle at was, wasn't it great that this was decided by players and not by officials for the first time? And you know, because obviously Dallas, you rule against the Dallas Cowboys, mm-hmm. and that's all that's going to be remembered. Nice. No mention whatsoever in this article about the fact that the most obvious offensive pass interference call I've ever seen on kept their drive alive and it lead, led to the comeback touchdown. Oh, it's a curse play. For a curse, pull back the cornerback. Like, he literally grabbed his jersey as he was about to intercept the ball and reefed them out of the thing and the, the, they just went, ah, incomplete pass. Mike Carlson mentioned that on Tuesday night on the show. He, he called that out as the most important play of the game. One of the 6,000 things that happened that you kind of forget about how ridiculous yeah. it was. Yeah. Like, it cut everything, everything that went wrong. Two personal stories that I was... Uh, talking to my family in New Jersey on Skype and they were 50 seconds ahead of me and they rang me like with four minutes left in the fourth quarter and so we're just sitting there and they, like I kind of I presume the game was over so I didn't mind what, that I missed the first Lynch touchdown and then they, they line up for the kickoff and my dad goes whoa <laughs> <laughs> I was like what they're like oh, nothing nothing that's all. <laughs> and uh, my brothers have a, they have this friend Named Chibe Man, and he's like a big Packers fan, and he's kind of about he's your typical like two hundred pounds overweight American guy who watches wrestling all the time, and he's the biggest Packers fan that I've ever met, and he was sending out Facebook messages that like uh, you know after the the Morgan Burnett uh, touchdown or interception, we're going to the Super Bowl, everybody, and like they they have, they have a long record of these Facebook posts of him going one more quarter to go we got this one guys and oh, then the, the conversation just stops after <laughs> the game Jesus that's terrible we got like when the Packers and Patriots met in I want to say week 14 maybe 13 and Packers beat them and it was like a close game and home advantage I kind of felt like when I was confident that if that was a Super Bowl matchup that the Patriots would at least have a 50-50 chance but as that game went on like, defense is all great and all, and it's going to be hard, but you kind of have to trust 
who Patriots fans would consider and most would consider at least one of the best quarterbacks of all time. You just have to trust that, right, we got that. So they're going to they're gonna bring everything. It's going to be tight, whatever. They, there's always a chance you're going to win that battle when you've got Tom Brady and Gronk, right? The Packers, the, the Packers' weapons are just so scary. And if Rodgers is on his day, I have to say, I think coming up with a plan to stop Wilson and Lynch, and that's all you have to worry about. Just Lynch. Might be a little bit easier. Lynch is not. Wilson on the ground, though. Yeah. But you like, know, like, there's something to be said that the Seahawks could be a better matchup for the Patriots uh, and the Packers. Jordy Nelson dropped a few balls. Eddie Lacy turned his back when all he needed to do yeah, was turn around and catch and get that first time. They might not do that. <laughs> you know, that, that's why they should have won the game, and that's why they would have won that game 99 times out of 100. Yeah, it's, uh, it's so stupid. Like, really, so stupid. Maybe maybe 999 times out of 1,000, actually. Yeah, I think from, so. that, from that position, yeah. yeah. You, got, you have to. But the way it. the game went, like, yeah. All right, one more of these next week. That'll be our uh, preview, and then one more after that will be our review. And then that's it. The season is over. There's only one more game left. Draft special in wherever the hell the draft is. We probably uh, won't be draft special. Oh, we might do. Who knows? It depends it's on... It's relevant to our fantasy. It is, yeah. Sunday's <laughs> <like>. <laughs> All right, on that terrifying note. <laughs> See you next week. 